Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome back to the I Care About You podcast. This is your host, Kara Griffin, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Care About You podcast. Today we have a special guest. Her name is Bryce, and we played soccer together uh, multiple times, actually. So yeah, welcome, Bryce. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. Thank you for coming. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your athletic endeavors? Yeah, okay. So hi, I'm Bryce. Um, I started playing soccer when I was, I think, six years old. And I've played since then, so I'm almost 16 now, so 10 years. Um, And then sometimes I've played, you know, a season of volleyball or basketball, but that was like for fun when I was like in elementary school. And then recently I've gotten more involved in dance. So soccer and dance are like my two main sports as of now. Yeah. Yes, that's good. Yeah, I didn't know that you danced. Wow. Okay. Would you feel comfortable telling uh, your coaches now that you were experiencing depression or anxiety and why or why not? Okay, so I think it depends on like how bad it is and also if it's affecting me on the field because usually my anxiety or whatever that is comes from um, whether it's like a personal issue or like a school so it might not relate specifically to soccer but if I do trust my coaches, usually when they're female, just because I can relate more to them, I'll just let them know, like, hey, I'm feeling anxious. Like, I might seem off at practice. I'm okay, but I just, like, want to let you know. Yeah. Um, but it's, I wouldn't say it's, like, common because I'm not the best at talking at it, uh, talking about it. So it depends on the scenario. But I think overall, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it depends on the scenario for a lot of people. Okay, what are some things that you think that coaches can do to better understand us and help us perform without all the pressure that we feel? That's a good question. And I find it like easy to think about, but hard to answer since I haven't like talked to a coach in a while. Cause uh, before COVID, we had a coach at my high school team and then she left. So now we're kind of just like all training on our own. But from experience, I think coaches can kind of just get to know us on a more personal level, whether that's like having games at practices or having, you know, one practice where we're not just working on skills, but we're also like talking with each other and learning more about each other. Um, And I think just overall creating the sense that like, not only are we a team of soccer players, but we're a team of students and teenagers who all go through similar things and like it's a safe space to talk about that stuff for sure. Yeah and I think especially because like sometimes I spend more time with my coach than I do with like my parents like normally and so it's like I need someone to like be that support and sometimes coaches are all we have. Right. What are the best experiences or words that your coach or another teammate has said to you that have really made like a positive impact on you? Yeah um I don't think there was like one big event. Um, My team did win the championships in like when I was 12 years old. And I think that was just fun to kind of, I have this video of me and my teammates all running off of the field towards our parents and our coaches and like that feeling of winning something all together. Um, And then going to like get ice cream after the game, that was a very good memory. But I think just the small things like your coach telling you like, I'm proud of you or you did really good 
or your teammate complimenting you on the field, like, oh, I really like that pass you made or something like that. So the small things definitely do make an impact for sure, I would say. Yeah, and I think the one coach that I felt like believed in me the most or like I felt gave me the most confidence, I think, wasn't like my favorite coach necessarily, but he like believed in me more than other coaches would and like gave me opportunities, especially because like I'm a center back, so I don't get to like take PKs or stuff usually, but he like really believed in me. And I think that that was one of the reasons that like I still appreciate what he did for me as a coach, even though like he wasn't like everyone else's favorite, but I think it really helped me grow um, because I saw that like he believed in me and so then I believed in myself. Yeah. Do you ever feel overwhelmed while you're on the field? And why do you think you feel that way? I too feel overwhelmed. Um, I can be really hard on myself on the field. I play midfield. So a lot of the times if I'm like feeling really out of shape and I'm like not able to get up and get back and help the defense, um, then I'll get really frustrated. I think that comes from just like thinking that I'm doing really well and then like watching videos of me later and realizing like, oh, I was not running, like I was just walking. Um, So I think I do. And usually I just take it out on the ball. Like I'll just run really fast if I'm frustrated. But yeah, I think it comes from more of like, either I'm mad at someone else, let's say like a player pushed me or I'm just frustrated with myself. And then I'll try to like turn that into a, motivation to move forward in a way yeah I think all athletes feel some kind of overwhelmed at some point in their life um on the field okay what are your experiences of like managing well and not managing well when you mess up uh I think that's where it gets a little trickier because um if I can catch my mistake on the field I might spend like you know 30 seconds like just kind of thinking about what I did and how I can fix it. So like there was a lot of times where I'll step wrong and then I'll completely miss the ball and I get really frustrated in that 30 seconds. And then I remember like, I can't get caught up on that too much because then I'm going to miss the rest of the game. So I kind of just like turn the frustration off for a minute because I can always come back to it later. And then I try to get back into the game. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's definitely like a skill, I guess, that we have to practice a lot because it's not easy, Um, especially after the game. If I go home and I'm like thinking about every single move I did and every single thing I did, that'll just like drive me crazy. The biggest thing I think that I've learned or one of the biggest things that I've learned from soccer is you have to let it go because like you have eight more games to play and you cannot be stuck on that one mistake. Yeah, I definitely think that's helped me, like, grow a lot because at the beginning, I definitely was, like, oh, oh." but I still, I still, I'm an overthinker, so I still, like, overthink everything, but at the end of the day, I remember that, like, I can't because I have to get up tomorrow and perform again, so. Right, I definitely overthink a lot more than I probably should on the field, but. So what do you do in those situations where the, like you're overthinking the play or the moment, like how do you deal with it? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of a specific like example. I guess I'll go back to what I said earlier is, let's say I like go for ball and I'm like chasing this one girl and she doesn't move and she tricks me out and I like stumble a little bit. 
I think in that moment, I kind of just tell myself, like, I have a choice. I can, like, stand here frozen and just kind of go over that one moment, or I can go and try to get that ball back. And so I think in that moment, I make a choice to continue doing what I was doing or, like, try to get the ball back. Or if I'm feeling like I can't do that, I'll rely on a teammate. I'll say, like, hey, can you back me up? Like, I'll, I'll switch with you, but just back me up for a minute so I can, like, get my strength back. Yeah. Um, so I think communication is a lot important in that case. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think communication is always important, but especially when you're kind of off, you have right. to communicate that. So if there's ever like drama on the field or off the field or like we play soccer with our friends, so there's bound to be drama. How have your coaches best helped you and other players through that drama? Or, or even, like, through the drama of a game? Okay. I like that question. So sometimes it can be, like, a group drama. Like, we're, let's say one of the opponent pushes, like, our goalie and she, like, knocks the ball straight into her stomach. We're all – our whole team is going to be frustrated. We'll come back, like, in the huddle and be like, I can't believe she did that. And then our coach will encourage us. But then the coach will bring us back to the game because, obviously, we don't want to be talking about that drama. We have a game to win. Um, and then if the drama is like within our team, I've been lucky enough that we don't have a lot of, I guess, drama between the girls. No, okay, so we do have like drama, but most people are able to keep it off the field. And we kind of just remind each other, like we're here to grow, like we're here to practice. If you have drama, of course, we're here for you because we're not just teammates, we're people and friends. But um, we kind of just have that mindset of like, okay, I can talk about my drama later, but for now, like, I need to focus on the play. Um, but yeah, I think I'd have to think more about that because, like, it really depends on where the drama is coming from, I think. Yeah, the source of the, dr the drama is a big one. Um, and I know, like, I've had different teams that have drama, not necessarily with me, but with other teammates. And definitely it's hard, I think, if they bring it on the field because it affects the entire team. So right. leaving it off the field is like a big thing. Like there's obviously something going on, but we're here to play soccer right now and, and get better as a team. And we can't do that unless you two or you three are also connected. Right. And yeah, so yeah. I definitely think I've had coaches who do better at helping with that and coaches who are just kind of naive to the fact that it's going on <laughs> yeah some coaches just don't understand like that's okay but then it's just kind of up to the players to step in and be like okay like maybe we can separate you two for now but like let's just kind of practice and get our minds off of the drama until the coach you know realizes what's happening yeah exactly yeah it's it really becomes a team effort if the coach kind of doesn't realize um yeah yeah and then how do you and your friends deal with that drama off the field? Like if you had drama with someone on your team, would you talk to them? Would you deal with it off the field? Like how would you approach that situation? Hmm, okay. Um, my soccer teams have been, I guess, just a background of different people that are connected to me in a way. Like some I know from, you know, school, some I know from other sports. And so 
they're not like all one group of friends, which can be helpful because then if I do have, let's say, I like to just call it like a disagreement with one of the players, I can, you know, during school, talk to my friend and be like, yeah, what she did in practice just kind of bothered me. And if it's like an issue that'll affect me, I'll bring it up with that person. Um, I haven't really need, had a need to do that. So that's, I guess, lucky. Or I'll bring it up to my coach because sometimes it's just easier to like talk it out with the coach so that they can help you work it out. Um, if it's something quick and like personal, that's just like, you know, teenage drama, then we can figure that out. But yeah, that's a weird, yeah, it's a weird thing to think about though. Yeah, and I think especially like talking to coaches is something big because it's not always easy to talk to your coaches or to your teammates. And so right. choosing one or the other is like easier in most situations. Yeah. Um, okay, what is your parents' role in your athletic endeavors? Like, how do they help you or what things do they do? Like, if you were to lose a game or something, are there ways that they, like, specifically encourage you or help you with that? Or if you win a game? Um, my dad, you know him, he actually is a coach. So he has, you know, a different, I guess, view than some parents who are not involved in sports at all might have. And so he doesn't coach me anymore, but when we were younger, he would always like focus more on the like having fun because that's what, you know, our program did when we were younger. And so I think if I, let's say, even if we won a game, a lot of the times in the car ride home, I would just be like complaining about things someone did or frustrated with like a move that I failed to make. Um, and he will usually say like, oh, like, you know, you did your best. But and then he'll explain a little more about like what I could have done better without it being too critical. Um, of course, there are some times where my parents give me like, you know, they say stuff I could have done differently. And I'm like, I don't need to hear it. Like, I'm good. But um, yeah, and then my mom, who's not as involved in sports, is usually just like the support. She's like, yeah, you did great. Like, there's always another game. So I guess it's like the classic parents response. Um, but yeah, overall very supportive. Yeah, that's good. I think depending on your parents, that can have a big impact on how you play on the field. How do you stay humble after like winning a season or winning a bunch of games in a row and going into a game where you're going to be playing maybe like a lower seed team or maybe when you see your friends off the field at school or you have friends who are on the teams that you're beating. How do you think you communicate that? But also, how do you balance being like bragging about it, being confident, talking to people on other teams about it? I think I, I naturally, like as an overthinker, probably share more than I could. So sometimes I'll be talking with my friends who are not on the team and don't play on the other teams. And we'll just be talking and I'll like bring up the fact that like my team made it through a championship game. And then I kind of realized like this comes across as like bragging. Like I don't really need to, you know, I can say my accomplishments, but I don't have to go on and on about it. So I think one way is remembering that like I have friends on the team. They're not just people I'm trying to beat. Uh, a lot of the people that we play against, I either know like mutually or I'm friends with them. And so I'll, I'll like wave to them as I'm going by them on the field, which 
sometimes, you know, can distract both of us. But I think just remembering that, like, we're friends before teammates. Obviously, teammates is very important and we have to work together. But, like, I just think back to the connection that we had originally. I mean, I say that and I probably don't do it as much as I could. But, yeah, I think the reality is just keeping yourself in check and saying, like, you know what, we're friends, like, it's a game, like, we all got to get there at some point, yeah. Exactly, and the way, the way that we grew up playing soccer, it was so ebb and flow that one season you could win everything, and one season you could be on the last place team, and I think we all became kind of a community, especially as we got older, and the people playing got less and less, and so we became really close, like, people who weren't on our team, because, we knew them since we were like five. So <laughs> I yeah. definitely think like realizing like we're friends, the bottom line is we're friends. And if we win this game, that's not going to change our friendship, even if like it's a blowout game or we lose or whatever. So yeah. I think that that was also really important to me. Yeah. And like in the end, one of us is going to win. And yeah. I mean, we keep up a supportive attitude anyways, so that's good. Yeah. What is the worst the worst loss sports-wise that you have experienced, like a championship or something like that? And how did you deal with it? And how did your coach help you deal with it, you and your team? Um, I feel like there was one game where we just lost horribly and it might have been a bigger game, like a championship. Um, but I don't know of a specific time, but there have been games where we've lost. I think like the beginning of my high school, uh, our season, our team was very on and off and we had practice really late. So we were starting season with like a really unorganized system. Um, I think we started to lose like 9-0 um, and it got to the point, well, no, this was before high school. I'm not sure. Sometimes it would just get to the point where the other teams would have to, you know, like not score as much because we were so behind. And I think dealing with those was mostly just talking with my team team afterwards. We'd be like, okay, what did we do wrong? What could have we done better? And then we add that value of support and communication. So we'll pause for a minute and be like, okay, now that we've talked like the, about the game, let's talk about how we're each feeling. I mean, I think we could do that a lot more. That would just help. But yeah, I think if, if it's a big loss, just talking and sometimes it's just talking to my family and like having that five minutes of just complaining, that helps. And then I go into like, okay, what can I do better? Yeah, I think, I think especially for me, um, the biggest loss that I can remember that I've been through was there was one during my high school career that was really hard for me. I mean, I'm still in high school, but like last year and there was a one time where I lost a championship game to like a few of my former teammates and that was really hard for me at the time. So yeah, I think, I think handling that, I definitely complained for a few minutes and then I was like, you know what? I have next season. I have all of that and I just started kind of looking towards the future but I, I did need that time to be upset with either the refs my teammates my coach I think being able to communicate that is something that really helped me even if it was just like ranting to like 
another teammate who felt the same way I did or if it was like talking to my parents whatever so yeah I think that that also really helped me because it's it's crazy sometimes (laughs) yeah sometimes it's like a personal loss like let's say you played a game and you like won by one point but you know that you did like really bad like compared to your best you just knew you could have done better and you're like oh I wish I could have changed how I played but yeah thinking about that communicating for sure yeah and I think I think sometimes those personal losses are the hardest because everyone else is celebrating but especially uh, people who overthink or have anxiety especially I mean everyone but I think we just kind of are always focused on what we can do better um and and overthinking every little thing so (laughs) (laughs) do you believe that mental health is just as important as physical health um, I do. I definitely do because I think they intertwine a hundred percent. Um, and I didn't realize that for like the first five years of my athletic, you know, career when I was in elementary school, I didn't really like I had anxiety when I was really young, but it didn't really affect me in sports until about like middle school and high school. Cause I was like, oh shoot, not only do we have to worry about like our game, but now we have high school and like extracurriculars and all that to worry about. And so I think if you're like in a really dark place or even if you're just having a little bit of stress, whether it's off the field or on the field, um, it will affect your physical performance. And some people can, you know, hide that or they just don't feel like talking about it. Um, But I think it does kind of affect each other. And then I fractured my ankle at the beginning of last year And it was like the end of our soccer season. So I only missed two games, but that like brought my mental health down a lot because I was watching all my friends play. And I was like, I wish I could be out there like the last game of the season of my first year of high school. Like, um, so that kind of just affected me. But yeah, I think if you work both of them together, like if you're, you know, training and you're eating well and then you're journaling and you're meditating, whatever that is for you, that will make you better overall. So yeah, I think they do go together. I think mental health is definitely something that's not really talked about in the sports community, Um, even in high school environments and places where they start to affect us. It's interesting to talk about, yeah, because not a lot of people like talk about mental health in general, but especially in sports, it's like, oh, you have anxiety, like, okay, you have a game to play like oh deal with it but sometimes you just can't and you got to focus on yourself people with anxiety we don't have the power to just get rid of it and trust me if I could get rid of it it would be gone (laughs) in two seconds oh my god yeah it would have been gone a long time ago and so (laughs) I think because we're on this process of trying to be less anxious and and kind of control our anxiety so yeah for sure agreed okay last question what mental health tips can you give to other athletes or anyone who is struggling with their mental health in this time? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think off the field, you know, work with your mental health rather than like try to fight it. Um, for me, like anxiety used to always be this thing that I like feared and especially at nighttime after practices and even before and during, I would get really anxious and I feel like like, even if there was no true cause, I would just kind of be anxious just because that's how it went. 
and I never really knew how to do it. But lately over quarantine, I've been journaling every night. Um, I have club meetings and so I meditate before them because otherwise I get like really shaky and nervous. So find things that make you feel good. Um, I guess another tip is if you want to work out that day, do whatever will be fun. Like if I want to work out and you know, I feel like I have to do this big hit workout and abs and a three mile run when realistically I'm like only in the mood, like I'm only in a mentally good place to go on a walk. I'll go on a walk because that's what my body deserves. Um, and I'm trying to think what's helped me. Talking to your teammates. If you're friends with your teammates, just saying like, hey, like I've had struggles. I actually talked to you one time. I was like, hey, I don't, like I've been having trouble running lately. Do you have any tips? And just kind of talking with your coaches and your teammates not only gives you tips, but it lets them know that like you're still in it and you have a workout buddy if needed. Um, I think that's mostly it. But yeah, separate your mental health from your physical health, but then work on them together in a way. So like take care of yourself on and off the field and then, you know, you're good to go. I think that made sense, but. Yeah, and I think definitely last year it was hard for me to find a routine or like things that I did before a game that would help me be less anxious um and now I kind of have a better sense of like what songs I should listen to or kind of just sitting in silence like even on the bus um I don't know if we're gonna have buses but (laughs) just like sitting in the car or before I go out on the field, like getting there five minutes early and just sitting in my car and kind of visualizing or visualizing on the way there or doing something that kind of just calms me down and gets me ready for the game. And then by the time I'm on the field, I'm, I'm, I've already kind of dealt with the anxiety. And yeah, so I think definitely so grateful for that in this time, because without it, I think I would, I would be a much more anxious person. Agreed. I like, I usually play music on the way to um, the game. And then usually like the three minutes as we're parking is when I get more anxious. And then I kind of just like stop the music for a minute and I concentrate. I'm like, okay, I'm safe. Like, I'm going to go have fun. I'm going to go do my best. I'm going to stretch and warm up and be all prepared. Um, And I guess like going off of that, just have fun. Uh, I did volleyball last year, my freshman year. And I mostly did it because in the summer, my friends were talking about, uh, you know, trying out for the team. And I was like, you know what, why not? I don't know what this year is going to look like, so I'll try it. And it was fun. It was really amazing. But I just decided that this year, I just want to, like, focus on soccer. So, you know, do what's best for you in the long run. And if you don't have that figured out, that is okay. Like, we're all still figuring out what makes us happy and what makes us more stressed than motivated so definitely take time for yourself to figure all that stuff out exactly and I mean there was a point where both of us I think we're playing on like two soccer teams one for school and one for um our rec team and I think that was really overwhelming for me but it was also a good experience because I was like a leader on one of the teams and then I was like a freshman on the other team so I was new and I was 
kind of finding my footing on that team. And then the other team was a bunch of girls who I've known since I was like 10. And so it was more of like a family feel and it was definitely a growing experience. But I think I'm thankful that I did both of those teams at the same time because it really helped me kind of learn what I need and and what my stress level is. Um, yeah. yeah, I definitely agree. Like our rec teams, like you've said, we've known them for our whole lives. So at this point, they just feel like, oh, I'm going to hang out with my friends rather than, oh, I'm going to practice. Um, and then more of high school teams, obviously it's still fun, but it can be like stressful because there's just the pressure of representing your school and all that. So I think like thinking of mental health, not necessarily as a curse, but more as something that you can work with has definitely helped me. Um, yeah, yeah, I think using your mental health as like an advantage, like using it as a power, like, oh, I have the power to change the way that this game is going just by using my mind, just by simply saying like, you're good enough on the field and off the field. Even if you mess up, even if you foul someone in the box and like, even if you lose the game, like just simple stuff like that, just having the power to control your mind and, and what your mind says about you on and off the field is definitely something that um, I think I've taken as a great advantage and I know other people who don't really know how to do that and so it's, it's harder for them to kind of have that advantage but I think everyone can definitely use their mental health as an advantage once once they have it kind of figured out. Right yeah I like with my anxiety I tend to kind of just think of the worst case, like, what if scenarios, like, oh, what if I totally fail this game? What if I totally miss that ball? Um, and just like what you said, we can turn that around to, okay, what if I do really good? And what if I did something new that I didn't even know I could do? Um, and like, it's okay if you don't have it figured out. Sometimes I'll just be playing a game and I'm like crying as I'm going to the field because I'm just like so overwhelmed. Uh, that was really random, but yeah, just using your mental health as an advantage, like you said. Yeah, and uh, what I just said sounded like I have my whole life figured out, and I definitely don't, and I definitely still feel overwhelmed and stressed, and on that bus, I'm just really anxious most of the time, and so I think um, something that's also helped me, like on the bus, I'm just with like a bunch of my teammates, and so like kind of having my time to myself but then also just letting loose and having fun with them and telling jokes and kind of just joking about school or whatever kind of just helps me take my mind off the game for a little bit um and then I get more focused as we get closer and that also helps me be less anxious I think because I know that like I'm not alone in that situation so yeah for sure I miss bus rides like going to the field and then returning home when it's like late at night uh, yeah, that's fun. Yes, I know. It's so much fun. Yeah. I was, like, looking at um, old photos of, I guess, soccer throughout my years, but specifically freshman year of high school, which was only last year. But, um, and I was kind of just thinking about, like, how we took a lot for granted, even if we didn't realize it. Yeah. Um, like, not only was it playing a game, but oftentimes we would drive to the field and we had to watch varsity. I'm not sure if you guys did. Oh, wait, you have you have like one team, right? Yeah, we have one team. So it was just the first and last game. <laughs> I like that though. So we had to like go and watch our varsity team. They didn't stay for us, but that's okay. Um, and I like, I think we all enjoy that time of just hanging out with our friends and like 
French braiding each other's hair and doing homework and talking about the game and going on random walks to explore the school that we were at. Um, just, so just like the little moments in addition to playing on the field definitely made it more worthwhile and fun. Yeah, and I think like the freshmen at my school are like the people, like the equipment managers too. So we have to like go get like the balls and like all the cones and stuff. And my friend and I were the ones doing it. And so we had to walk like all the way from like the, the second or third floor of our building, like all the way down, like across the field and everything to get them. And we like hated walking because it was so far and we had to get ready like so much faster because we had to do that. But then like now looking back on it, like I loved that because it was just like, it was so much fun and like yeah. we just took it for granted and so I was like yeah when we go back like I'm not gonna take that for granted I'm not gonna like take for granted that I'm at school or I'm with my friends like that right. was just, it just was so normal and I think yeah definitely agreed yes okay that is all the questions that I have for you today so thank you so much for coming Thank you. It was really exciting. I'm like smiling a lot because I just enjoy talking about this. Um, I also love what you're doing with the podcast and the message. So awesome. Yes, thank you so much. And it wouldn't be possible without people like you who come to talk to me. So <laughs> also, yeah. I love the like my human interaction we're getting. I know it's yeah, that's kind of like the thing that I love most is like actually getting to like see my friends faces and like having real like genuine conversations with them for like the first yeah. time in months so <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yes. I, I totally agree Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed making it. Thank you, Bryce, again for coming and I'm so glad that we had great conversation. Please, please, please stay tuned for this Sunday episode because that episode will inform you more about what's going to happen going forth in February and through the rest of the year. So yeah, thank you guys so much for all the support and I'll talk to y'all soon. Peace.